Hello, amigos. This is Freddie Morales here from 88 Miles Per Hour. And I just want to dedicate this uh, show uh, to my late father, Napoleon Torres Morales, who uh, today I celebrate his eighth year anniversary of his passing. And I know a lot of people, it's hard in the holidays. And uh, I extend this dedication, not just for my father, but for all of you who are missing that loved one for the holidays. So, Dad, this is a I dedicate this uh, show to you. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. Look at that. But sometimes, like my parents are like, they're like, um, yeah. It, it's it's tough because even like like when my when my family uh, sees me, they're asking me about all the projects that I'm working on. I'm like, yeah. You, you can only tell them so many times. Like, hey, yeah, I can't. I, I have to right. sign literally like like pages like this of NDAs. Yeah, oh, yeah, I get it. But man. but you know you know how they're la familia. They're like, hey, no, they have, hey, come on, man, you can tell it. Come yeah, on, right. and they go, <laughs> tell us. They go, we don't come on, mijo. Like, ah. So, hey, your tío's not gonna say anything. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually how it is. And then he and then he tweets it later on. Hey, mijo's gonna be on this show. And oh, I fucked that up. I fucked that up. He's not even tweeting <laughs> it. He's putting it all over MySpace. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> con el face well, right there. Well, like, he's standing face. Míralo. Oh my God! Yeah. Exactly. Well, well, so, we are here live. We started already. Yes, the party has started here. At Eighty-eight miles per hour on this special, special podcast. Here, I'm Freddie Morales with my compadre here, Santos. Yeah, everyone, it's Santos Madrana right here. We have a special guest today, and what's funny is that we have a connection here of how I, because I've actually met you before, and it's funny because the connection here is Depeche Mode. Because it was at the, I think, the Delta Machine tour. And I met you in the bathroom, but I honestly didn't want to go up to you. It was someone else that went up to you. <laughs> but you, they were like, oh, can I take a picture? And I'm washing my hands. I'm like, someone's going to take a picture in the bathroom. And I turn around and I see someone going up to you asking you like, oh, come on. You're like, you're cool about it. Like, sure. And I'm like, should I ask him? I'm like, nah, we're in the bathroom. Like, and, and I believe it was on your birthday, too, because on K-Rock earlier that day, they mentioned it was your birthday. So I was like, I'm like, should I go? I'm like, I don't want to be bothering him, you know? And then Freddie, you know, just recently had the Depeche Mode convention and he messaged me like, oh, guess who I'm with? And he sends me a photo. I was like, oh, what the hell? And it's just cool that like we we both met you in something related to Depeche Mode. So I'm assuming you're a huge Depeche Mode fan. Nah. <laughs> no, he's, he's, he loves Los Bukis. He told me. Los Bukis? No, he's more about the cure probably, right? It's Depeche Bukis. Depeche Bukis? That's what I was about ah, to pues, say. Okay. But yes, ladies and gentlemen, that voice you hear is Efren Ramirez has joined us here in our DeLorean on 88 Miles Per Hour podcast. Ah, look oh, that. look at that. His little Pedro doll. You use that in your cameos. I saw something like that, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, I do, man. I do. Um, 
¿Qué te iba a decir? Uh, it's funny that you mentioned that because um, uh, when I uh, met up with my twin brother, my twin also told me that he was there, uh, um, the Delta tour, and um, uh, he, you know, he saw the concert. So we were both there at the same time. So, yeah. cool. so when I go out, sometimes people bump into me and they're like, yeah, we talked a lot, you know, at the Pesh Mode concert. I'm like, yeah, that wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're like, yeah, you're much more wilder and you had your, you had your wife with you. And I'm like, I'm not even married yet. You know, like, what? oh my, that's so <laughs> crazy. Yeah. So, but never. So maybe, maybe it wasn't even you. Maybe it was your brother <laughs> uh, uh, that I met on that day. If, if uh, I mean, granted, uh, as funny as it sounds in the bathroom, you know, you, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll be, you know, I'll take one picture, but when it gets all, it's all, you know, when it gets all crazy and then you're like, you know, it's, yeah. I, I was in the bathroom cause I was DJing at a place and I was going to the bathroom. Some dude walks in, he goes out, he comes back in with his girlfriend. He's like, see, honey, look, it's Pedro. I'm like, dude, I'm handling the snake right now. It was just like weird. So yeah. Hey, hey, hey the funny thing, serious, you yeah. meet them, you the funniest things happened in the bathrooms. I got to, I was in Santa Barbara to check out Martin Gore and I went to the bathroom by myself. And then who walks in there? Martin Gore. So I took a piss right next to Martin Gore. And it was weird because I look at him and he was like, and then he does like, ah, 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 ah. you're not going to ask me for an autograph. Ah, 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 ah. And I was like, no, Martin, no, no, I'm not. But it was crazy. I was like, that's funny. You know? Yeah. See, that, was cool. that was cool that he played along kind of like, ah, you did. Gonna- you know, but it was funny he, because it was a moment for both of us. So, yeah, yeah. you know, Pedro, yeah, you know, yeah. hey, it's like Pedro, orale, un, like, una foto. <laughs> I'm taking a piss in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as With long as my wild snake. Right? As long as you're not taking a dump and they're looking over like, hey, can I get a picture? And you're like, hey, bro, hey, what hey, the hell? La gente muy loca. They'll probably do that, right? I'm pretty oh, sure yeah. you've encountered crazy people just to get your autograph bro have you had any crazy experiences with fans ah, well i mean on. how uh, what's what's the level of um your rating for your show i mean i could tell you really crazy like, oh like, dude like it's, you go, what dude but yeah, um, we own the show no ratings we have no i mean we, we, yeah. no, no, we have no rating of as far as yeah like, we what don't you can't say that's all right we we don't hold uh, back so yeah you know. we don't hold back so you can you know well let me let me let's uh uh let, let, let's let's jump into first of all depressed mode about I me mean, yeah, uh, yeah 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 uh, yeah of course i've been a, a fan of depressed mode since i remember since i was like 10 um and the first concert i did go to was um at the rose bowl you know i, no saw, way, I saw bro. them do you know 88 you music for the masses and that i took my first girlfriend there or versus or she took me to that concert with my brother yeah and we were it was it was one of, it, was, it was so spectacular because you know it rained on us and it was there was lightning and and the the whole performance wow. the soundtrack of it of music for the masses and when yeah. you did when you did i get right i got when you did um pleasure little treasure it yeah. i was in the i was um like at, you know right at the entrance of of that 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 place in hollywood the avalon um, of the avalon and talking with alex and and right away it's just like a flashback of that and, oh, and, so great! And I gotta say, it was not just song, but it was your voice that, whoo! I was I was oh. just right back there, and I felt like 
That's, that's awesome, man. That's it. Oh, so, thank you for telling me that, bro. Yeah, because yeah. I'm glad, and that was my first concert too. So I can't believe Pedro was actually there in the future. <laughs> that was my first. Thanks to my older friend who was a new waiver, he he, he took me to that concert, yeah. and I I man memories, bro. So yeah, pleasure, little treasure, man, dedicated to our generation because that song is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but I'm gonna go to that and I'm gonna go to um, Exciter, Ultra. Um, uh, uh, Delta, um, uh, um, and then, uh, what, what, which one was it where they did it at, um, in downtown at the, sta- at the Staples Center? Oh, that was oh, the um, sound, the sounds of the uh, universe one, right? The- yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then when he, when he played just gonna get enough, you know, it, it was, uh, they, 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 um, they, my publicist gave me these seats. And so it, it was like, there they are again. And it, it yeah. was to feel that vibe, to feel that energy, and just to be a, a part, right? That it, it was spectacular. So let me ask you: I know that you know Depeche Mode has just reached so many generations. I mean, for me to get to perform these songs and I get to see it in my from my view, how does it feel for you? Like, how does that? How's Depeche Mode traveled in your life as a as a DJ as a as an actor? I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's like you always have like some artists that you carry along your journey yeah. and whatever you your career becomes. Yeah, yeah. It um, it, it, it resonates. Like, uh, uh, gosh, I mean, this is uh, it, this is a, such a fascinating question because first of all, you could see Depeche Mode in the late '70s uh, um, when they had when they were working on their first album and presented it in in, in London. Um, mm-hmm. But there, these guys were goofy guys. David God was such a just a big nerd, but they were, <laughs> in, you know, and their influence to synth pop, and and they really wanted yeah. to make their own sound. And even through through from album to album, they started to change their sound. But nevertheless, it was the exploration of of our existence of 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 raw energy of of a new style. The the, the as as the Pesh mode means in French, fast fashion. Right. Um, right. They were trying to really redefine who they were. Um, so, for me, what well, I mean, I'm I, I am that guy in high school who mm-hmm. who wore all black, sat in the back, and I was into Shakespeare <laughs> and Edgar Allan Poe, and you know, you read Wuthering Heights. You, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I was the nerd. You know, I was part of the chess club, drama club, choir club, you know. <laughs> that's uh, beautiful, man. That's that, beautiful. That, bro. That's who I was. I, you know, you go, you see the Latinos, but then you, and then you see the Latinos on TV, but you never yeah. see that kid who he's Latino, but he's happy to wear all black and his yeah. hair is scattered off. <laughs> You know, um, yeah, I I remember my dad would say, "On the vas, murió, who died?" By the way, t- 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 today today marks my dad's eighth anniversary, and I celebrate his life. So I, I share these memories of my dad, and I my dad he would love Depeche Mode. I remember an older when he got to see me at a bigger stage, and it was like, "Wow, mijo, qué bonito cantas el de el de Depeche Mode." No, <laughs> man, dude. His 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 was it's no good. He loved it's no good. It was like. <laughs> You're lucky. My dad was always like, hey, ¿qué está haciendo? Quita eso. El diablo. Like, he'd get all mad. No, if my, my nails father, painted black, he'd get all pissed off. Like, my, my, my parents, yeah, and my parents were like very open with music. My dad was so open with music. I mean, my dad came from like the old, you know, the generation, older generation yeah. of like Antonio Aguilar, 
you know, Jose Alfredo Jimenez, you know, uh, later on, he, he didn't jump on the Vicente Fernandez, which, you know, is a different story, but he was much wow. more of the, uh, of that. Yeah. And, but he was very, he loved Duran Duran because I got into music. So he, he I exposed, yeah. I mean, MTV, I grew up with MTV. So yeah. we watched MTV with my dad. Well, your dad so. was cool, bro. <laughs> yeah. uh, he was a cool Mexican dude. Yeah. Right. That's, that's And you know, what? I got to say like a lot of the fact that because I was into new wave and dark wave and, yeah. and industrial, you know, um, uh, in the, in the late eighties and early nineties, I, I got into, um, rock and Espanol también. You know, Caipanes, oh, yeah. Juarez, and Verdes, um, uh, Capeta. Did you, ever, Cuba, you know? did you ever see them at JC Fandango's, which was the only club in Anaheim back in the day that brought in Inanitos Verdes, La uh, Ley? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I never, you, I never saw them. You know, like, really? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I was, remember, the nerd. You know, I was, I was at that time, I was still doing, you know, Shakespeare and instead of going you know memorizing odets and uh, you bro you're 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 creating <laughs> you're you're creating the craft to who you are today bro. this is a salute you know like what you're doing man look at that you know what i'm saying you're you're because you were um you were grew up in east l.a right like that was your hometown and everything so yeah <laughs> i can tell you the name of the street i lived on concord street in boyle heights in the projects uh, oh, really? I was a and, and it was right by some elementary school and, and um that was my I, that was my life and then we moved up to we moved into Lincoln Heights you know I lived on yeah. Griffin and East Lake right by Plaza de la Raza um, yeah Hancock and, and I lived on Workman I went to a, a elementary school right by Chinatown called Our Lady Help of Christians my friends went to Cathedral and and my brothers and I went to Paternoster. Uh, oh wow! Uh, well, my grandmother has got restaurant. She has a house there on which is a Workman Street and Daily. Around yeah, there. I know I exactly where that's at. Yeah, I, I, so I grew wow. up there too, bro. That's dude, cool, dude. Yeah, I rode my bike there. I was all over LA, man. Wait, you know? did you say they say I ride my bike? Did you ride the bus to school? No, I ride my bike. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I ride my bike. <laughs> 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 these are sweet oh, jumps on that <laughs> but, but it. it's crazy because like growing in east or growing up east la like all my cousins like right away started cholo and everything you know because it was like growing up through the 80s and me i always liked the like i was very much in the 80s music synth pop i had an aunt that was all into the cure and shit like that so it was one of those like did you ever been in East LA? Did you ever come across that where like they were trying to, you know, because you were a style, you said you were a nerdy all in black, you know, soy darks, but any, any moments where like, it seemed like the, the gang life. Yeah. <laughs> they were trying to bring you in to bring you to down to that level. You know, um, I, I, I go with five brothers. Just like my five, you know, five brothers and me. Yeah. And, uh, my older brother was into the, the disco sort of freestyle music. So, mm, and, yeah. my, and my other older brother was to Michael Jackson, Prince. Prince was huge. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, of course. And, uh, and then some new wave. It was my other older brother got to new wave, new wave and techno. And yeah. I got into, that's how I got into new wave and techno. Um, and it that's was awesome. my little brother who was into hip hop. So there was so much genre of music. Now, in growing up the hood, right? It was always about what NWA, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Public, public Enema, you know, which I yeah. love, by the way. I do love Public Enemy. Um, but uh, my grandmother used to sell candy to all the kids in the neighborhood in, in, in Boyle Heights. So I remember okay. my brother and I, I mean, there I am. Gosh, I'm like born like, 
I'm wearing like a Sex Pistols t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I got my Converse. Yeah. And these homies, like my brother and I are riding bikes and then all these little homies came around us and they're like, yo, homes, you want your bike? I'm like, we're surrounded. I think I'm going to get murdered right now. <laughs> oh, man. Dad, you just give it. Just these little bottles, right? You know, they get the... Yeah, bottles, they're like, sweet bike. <laughs> those big jeans and the, and the Nike suit. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get murdered by another 14-year-old. Damn. So, right? <laughs> um, but it took one dude to say, yo, 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 this is you know, the lady who sells the candy to us. You know, these are her grandkids. And they're like, it's cool, man. We'll let you go. You know, that's, oh, that's wow. I'm like, oh, I remember them seeing the next business and they're like, do they even know what this means? <laughs> I, was like, I didn't know if they to Johnny Rotten or not, but I thought I was like, that's cool, Holmes. <laughs> oh, Damn, dude. So your grandma, basically your grandma saved you. So like, I that's know. awesome. Her dulces, her dulces, her dulces de amor. You could have been stabbed right then and there, bro. That would have been over. But my grandma's <laughs> candy. Oh. <laughs> that's bro, it. That, that reminds me, a friend of mine, my best friend, he had a GT back in the 80s. That was like, gt bike was oh design. yeah gt bikes i remember yeah. that so <laughs> oh, like the 500 bike. <laughs> yes oh. it was and and it was like like fluorescent pink it was all uh, and then it had the white like the killer like just what do they call them those the wheels the white whatever yeah it like just, they ran with it, the spokes yeah it looked badass so we went to riding uh, this happened in southgate and and we went under the down the river beds and then yeah some battles came out and like hey man come here hey that's a badass bike, Holmes. What you got to come over here? And he took out a fierro and he fucking just said, Hey, you're going to give me that bike, right? And then we looked at each other we're like, I guess you are. Like, hey, all right. Take it. <laughs> Dude, I had a super BMX, a Sears bike. I didn't even fuck with the wheel. Like, you can put, you can put three riders, like the horse bike. <laughs> you didn't take that one. It's no, like that. That's that how one, it Holmes. is. The moment they walk up, it happened to me with the, I had a CD player listening to. <laughs> Smashing pumpkins or whatever, and then the two cholos, one in front, one behind me. They're like, "Hey, dog, let me, let me, let me listen. I want to see if it sounds good." And I already knew you're like, "You're just gonna fucking take it." I was like, uh, let's it and that's it. "I'm like, let's either I get jumped for fucking the smashing pumpkins, or I give them." I was like, "Fucking take it." Oh, yes. the stories of the hood. That's great. <laughs> I'm walking back home, going, "The world is a home." Yeah. But. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> well, I, it seems like you, you know, uh about your hair because earlier you did kind of like your hair you've always had long hair i've always want like because i hated that i had this you know I, that, this isn't on purpose i lost my hair so it's better to shave it so i don't look like a guy with the white van looking for kids like not nah. no, so i, I shave it off and i think about game of thrones come on <laughs> oh pues, hey i didn't really watch game of thrones so <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> but, but i do look cholo sometimes i went to drive crazy <laughs> but for your for napoleon dynamite how like knowing that you always have long hair was it like one of those things where it was hard when you shaved off your hair or you were just like nah well, you know what fuck it is you know, as, a, as an actor you're you know my hairstyle is is based on the projects that i'm working on yeah um nice. my hair is either long short i have facial hair i have no facial hair it changes you know there are moments when i it's the same thing with weight if i'm doing a film where i have to get really skinny then that's hard dude <laughs> you know so yeah. um uh, or, or, or if I have to gain weight, that's, you know, you just eat everything and anything, you know, pasale los, esos tamalitos, right? Yeah, so, tacos, you um, know. <laughs> I'm curious to know, like, how do you prepare yourself for, like, the roles that you have? I mean, you, be, yeah. you, you know, you're very active, uh, uh, I'm just a DJ, but also you're you're doing other projects. I mean, how do you spend your, your workload, especially during these times? 
Yeah. It's uh well during these times it's there's there's uh, like when you say during these times like the holiday season or or because of No, the the COVID, the COVID. I since, right? Since yeah, since uh, COVID is opened up, yeah. you know, how's your workload and how do you see it, like the it, world opening up? It's still the same, you know, as the actor no matter what you still have to prepare, right? You still have to physically prepare and then there's the inside which is is the character's world, you know, his mm. point of view and what's the tone of the story. You know, and some some characters are harder to live through than others because I, you know, you 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 have these mental, emotional, spiritual, physical blocks that make you not want to live that life. Um, right. So, um, but the year with the pandemic, it's uh, there are certain rules which is which is pretty much when we're working on set. You know, you you have to be clear on where you're going, uh, which tents you go to. You have to wear this this big vapor, you know, visor mask. Um, wow. And you you know you you um, it, it's 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 strange because you- you're in mixed up in three different worlds. There's reality, which is our existence, but then there's the sub reality, which is the cameras and the crew, right? Because you have to honor them and honor give them their space. Because they're there for you, the actor, and yeah. then and then comes the the sub sub world, which is the reality of the situation. And as I do that, you know, they go, "Okay, remove your mask, everyone," and everybody removes it. And now I have to live within that realm of whatever that is in that world. Interesting. Whether it takes wow. place in the future or in the past, because when you work on a project, you're not technically living sort of in the same world as reality. It's a hyper extension of reality under the given circumstances that the character either breaks himself or makes himself into something new. That's fascinating, man. I think it's, it's fascinating what you do, because like you said, look at all those layers that you have to venture, not just, I mean, just, you know, and then yeah, watching that after on screen, you know, and saying, wow, during that time, people don't understand what was happening outside of that world, but, I'm glad that I was able to portray what I really wanted on and, and, you know, it looks good on the screen and you're, everybody's happy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 when I did um, Napoleon Dynamite, I gotta say there was a moment um, when I, when uh, my very first week, I thought I was being, I was going to get fired. Cause I, you know, you really, really, you really make a choice as an actor to create a role and embody that. And, and I, w- I mean, I'm the second lead in the film. And I felt like, man, uh, I hope I don't mess this up. And then when I, when I met John Heater as Napoleon, he was like, hey, are you Pedro? Yeah, and like, <laughs> <laughs> it was weird. You read the script and you go, what is this? So, right, you know? right. <laughs> How did that make you feel once you like, you, you touched base with him and you're like, wow, okay. Cause you're both now feeding, you guys are the, you know, and you're the second lead of this film. Yeah. I and mean, then you carried it on. I guess it just makes it fun now. And now you use the craft of the experience. Yeah. You start to trust it, you know, and, mm. and whatever you do creatively as an actor, you know, from, for a film or a TV show, you live and experience that moment. Right. Um, it's, I'm going to say it, it's kind of like when you're singing, you know, when you're singing, each song you sing is so meaningful because you understand what it means and it means, it means something new to you. So as you sing it, you're full, you're fully into it. And the audience, mind you, your perspective, you're there living 
vibrantly in that moment and you're producing yeah. whatever comes out in that content with the rest of the bandmates, right? But the audience, yeah. as I, that's another reason why I joined the audience because I was feeling, I was reacting and I was responding to it and it was so creative. And it's like, I go, I get to experience wow. what, an hour, two hours of this? So, yeah, you yeah. Know, and, and just like in the 90 movie. minutes, man, yeah. nonstop. Thank you, man. Thank yeah. you for that. It's, you know, it's you funny because looking for Eddie, like, I mean, I oh, love Lucy. He's on a big smile. Like, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I, I, I would I'm too, a, bro. I understand, bro, but Freddie's like, I mean, I love look. <laughs> and I'm wearing, I'm wearing my Frida shirt today. No, no, you know what? It's really beautiful the way you said, and not just because to, because it's exactly, and vice versa. As as us as as inter, not entertain, well, entertainers, but as uh, the craft of acting, and and that's how we feel. That's what you have to do. That's the reality and the beauty of of doing this. I mean, I. That's the natural high for me, man. Yeah. So thank you for that. Yeah, and, yeah. And mind you, you talk to the guy who, since I was ten, fan of Depeche Mode. So I got a very sharp ear and very sharp. Oh, I can't. You talk to the guy who, not only when I when I did my raves and I and I sang at my raves because I was trying to mix new wave with with uh, techno music. Awesome. But then I sang some Depeche Mode songs to the crowd in, in, in acapella. And they were like, what? Oh. And I'm like, yeah, uh, as a new new generation. So yeah. like, they're like, this guy's Pedro, but this guy's also a DJ, but this guy sings. And this, I'm like, yeah, because we're artists. And artists you yeah. just want to give, create, give, create, give, create. And it's just a, it's, it's, it's infinite, uh, like a fountain of creativity. And that's, that's yeah. what love is about. Like, well, with Pedro, like one of the things I saw that you said in an interview where you pulled Buster Keaton mm -hmm. and at the time your girlfriend's dog and that's how you created Pedro. But what like, but how Buster Keaton, though, like because like I love Buster Keaton, but I'm like when I watch Pedro, I'm like, where where is the Buster in that character? The the innocence, just like um, when I was in, in act, one of my acting schools, we would watch films on Wednesday nights, funny enough, Wednesday night, you know, um. And we will watch all the classic films. And yeah. my teacher would teach us about the directors, the writers, the actors, their history, why they got involved in the industry, why if things happened the way they did. So yeah. um, in acting, you learn something called archetypes. The archetypes are like, who are your mentors and who are your big greatest influences? So you start to behave that way. If you notice, like in the film Joker, for instance, for all those theater buffs out there. So, um, you know, if you watch the Joker, you can see his movements yeah. are very feminine because he's only influenced by his mother and dance. So he's mm. very, you know, lyrical, God, you know? Yeah. Um, Interesting, yeah. Look at, look at um, David Gaughan, David, the way you perform him. He's very charming. There's an essence mm. of charm to that, you know? And, and you get carried away by the words that you sing. And, and there, there is that. You can see Morrissey, for instance. It's the same thing. But Morrissey, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a higher... Uh, uh, um, vibrance to that you know right. and robert smith the same thing too that's why right. he carries that energy but he understands where to put that energy and where it takes him you know same thing as an actor you know when i when you see buster keaton and charlie chaplin there's a sweet innocence about that where they don't know and they try to do the best they can to the best of their knowledge to the best of their means and pedro is somebody like that so there's yeah. a, there's a stillness when he's like 
Yeah. Very. You, the, you, yeah. You know what? Yeah. The stone face. Yeah. Because that's what Buster. They, you know, he was the great stone face. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. I I get it now. Because when I heard that, I was like, huh. I'm like, I gotta ask him that. And yeah, I I and now I understand. And I see it. So yeah, it makes my, a lot. And my my uh, a girl that I dated, she um, funny enough, she had a dog that had been. She lived on a main street in uh, La Habra. And um, yeah, life of you know, first and imperial, and her dog had been hit by several cars, oh. and still and, and still lived. God oh, damn, you talked to the man. dog, and I was like, <laughs> 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 Wow, that's a- <laughs> I get it. Major, I was like, So, there you go, ladies and gentlemen, a mixture of Buster Keaton and a dog that got hit by a bunch of cars. That's where Pedro comes from. So, if you ever want to, you know, cosplay or Halloween Pedro, channel that. (laughs) People do it really well, actually. It's it's a trip to see. You know, um, I did a film called Crank where I played a transvestite. And I, um, I, I, what I did was I put Martin Gore and Freddie Mercury together and I played, created that character. And that was, wow yeah so that's pretty good that that's, does the same that's, thing too that's awesome man i i because I, I i just i actually watch crank um because in the second one you come out again as because there's that little you know bit for those who don't know in the film where in the in the first film there's like a little what'd you do the night before and you're dancing and your brother's in that so that's how you used it for the second film yeah. so it but i didn't that's awesome that you how you pulled you said martin gore and then uh would you say freddie mercury was yeah. it freddie mercury. Yeah. That, that's so cool that's so that, awesome. and then that's that's basically like what as an actor is what you do for every role where you you is that like i guess for those who yeah. are wondering about acting is yeah. that something like an advice you would give well there are actors who they play themselves always in films and that's cool mm. because i mean look kevin hart's great at being kevin hart yeah uh that's true the rock's gonna be the rock so yeah but uh you know and they're wonderful but when you see actors like johnny depp daniel day lewis gary oldman you know where they change um uh yeah personalities yeah Yeah. and you you look meryl streep for instance she's 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 the oh yeah yeah you 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 really learn how to hide within the framework of these characters and it's like they disappear you're not seeing that act that you see in the actual character and it's like when you see tom cruise it's always going to be tom cruise yeah you know it's it's rare that you ever seen and except for collateral but like yeah meryl streep like that's not her anymore like that's the actual person she's playing yeah Uh, i think it's interesting to see like my favorite actors like just shell out other different roles and you're like wow you know like you know look at robin williams i was a big fan of robin williams and he did some really freaky weird films like whoa you know this guy's really funny but then he was very dark side of him sure, that was sure. that we, he was playing on film that was the other side of him you know but um but um what are you doing now like what are you preparing for what you got you know music you know and tell us share with, share based with on us. what you could say yeah well based on what you can say with our for our audience uh un regalito para nosotros or los 88 miles per hour yeah if not then i got a second question well, who was the most fun character to play in your filmography oh there you go oh okay um but, oh uh geez um that's a hard and if not where were you in nacho libre it says that you were in nacho libre yeah. i've i've seen that movie so many times i where, know that where, film i own that film no yeah where, where were you in nacho libre or was that scene cut out okay um 
Okay. All right. Because you're like, uh, my brain's went. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, we gave him a lot we, of We gave him too much. And I try to, you know, I, I try to take it easy. I take it easy. We got to relax. Calmate, wey. Tenemos un artista. Tenemos un artista. We got a little nervous. I'm sorry. There are certain things I can't talk about. Um, I have four projects coming out next year that, that even the actors who I'm working with on these projects are, you know their work. They're incredible. Yeah. They've done these great, great, great projects, great directors. And to me, I'm just very lucky to be a part of it, you know, yeah. to go, all right, this is what I'm going to do with this role. And, and the studios have let me go with that. You know, um, you know, and as an actor, you know, you, you really you, you, you keep creating and you and you find things in that new soup. Um, now, um, OK, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you a funny story, man, OK? OK, man, tell us, man. Oh. Estoy, mira, aquí estamos, man. Aquí un pelican. Hey, fly pelicans. I had done a play um, uh, in Hollywood about a relationship between a brother and a sister. And um, it was a heavy, a very heavy drama. Um, <laughs> and and it was messy, horrible, and gross. I just, just uh, the, you know, the brother's in love with the sister. And it's just like... It, it, he's just, he's just all screwed up and and wow. and I felt I couldn't breathe. I was choking. Uh, I, I was entering places that I didn't want to go to, uh, wow. but that you had to do that in order to live through that character. Um, so, <clears throat> God, even even as I talk about it, um, my last week of doing the play. I couldn't connect to it at all anymore because at some point my body shut down. My body said, oh. F this, you're not going to do whatever. And the director was like, just open yourself up. And I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> so, wow. dude, I, I, I couldn't connect to my fellow actress. I couldn't connect with the director, with the production, the audience. I, I'm, I'm surprised they didn't throw tomatoes at me. You know, it, wow, it, was, just, it was just bad, you know, because um, I didn't, I, I had to protect myself. Right. So, you know, and I, you know, I yeah. felt bad, dude, but I ended up, because of the play, I ended up doing a, a TV show, a pilot called Monsters of God. And Monsters of God was a character, um, I can't remember his name anymore, but I played, I was half Latino, half Native American, half Comanche. And I spoke, I spoke Comanche, Spanish, and English. And it took place during the post-Civil War. Um they shaved my head. Do I have any pictures? They shaved my head for it. And um, we'll find some. We'll find uh, some. So I had, I had like a little bit, like half my head was bald. The other half had hair. So yeah. you know, I, what happened oh. was I was scalped by three Native Americans and they peeled my skin back. So I had a oh. scar and everything. And I, and I, oh, it was, it was, but, but to really wow. live through those circumstances, um, I was able to do that because of the play that I did. You know, yeah. you, you, you know, people talk about, you know, like, what's the point of theater? The theater really opens you up to trust um, living in that world. And I, at some point, my, the head, the only head that I had left was, um, was turning white. And I remember <coughs> I had to fly back to Los Angeles and I was wearing oh a beanie, right? So, you know, uh, when I, when I, they're like, Mr. Mercy, you have to remove your beanie. I'm like, you sure? Right. And they're like, yeah. And like, so they're like, oh my God, he looks like Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, 
Sorry, we're going to. Revisiones. Second, the second office over there, send them over there. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Give, give them an extra bad. search. <laughs> extra search. It's okay. You know, we have to do it. No, it's un monstruo. Es un monstruo. Yeah, it was, it was, um, and, and I was, uh, wow. Me, me sentí perdido, you know, but that's where you needed to be. And there's so much that happened. So we shot the show. They sent it to the studio. The studios saw it. They're, they're like, there are four different studios who are producing this TV show. And it's going to be really big. Um, and they just thought it was too violent. It was, it was, it was so much and so real, what? like post-Civil War, the yeah. real life. That the, that the studios were like, we can't air this too much. I'm like, well, sell to HBO. <laughs> dude, are you serious? There's so much violent stuff on YouTube, on I, Facebook. I, I know, dude. What is the world? And then, you know, what? Wow. Well, get out there. Is there gonna, any chance of getting out there? No. You think? The studio, no? The studios That's were afraid it? of that. If any other studio would buy it, oh. if any other studio would buy it, then um, it would be a huge success for them. And they wouldn't want that. Wow. Yeah. How do you how do you feel about that, man? You put your heart, you know, you, you used all your element to create this, and then that hat the studios just fucking kill it. They, I mean, it, that's just that's that's it's their it's in their in their right and their power, you know. And yeah. you well, go, yeah, but um, like I, I don't know if you could say anything about this. Uh if so, I'll remove it. But like you know, talking about that, like oh yeah, Revenge of the Nerds, the the reboot or remake that they that they were doing. And I know after like three weeks, it got shut down. So yeah, like were did did you have any film? I mean, scenes filmed by that point. Um, we did. And what would? But we had shot half the film already. Oh damn. Um, and uh, but what happens is the studios was changing presidents, and when they were changing presidents, yeah, there was it was a sub studio with McG Productions, the guy who did Charlie's Angels. Yeah. Um. So um and. And when the studio has a studio takeover, all the sub studios under that major studio gets completely wiped out because it's because yeah. the main president will say, I want to start off a new slate and I want to start off, forget everything else and start clean. It happens. Yeah. Those are the powerhouses yeah. and the powerhouses. Oh, God damn. But I, you guys I, were I, in the middle of filming. That's what's uh, crazy. Doesn't matter, man. Oh, it shit. doesn't matter. Whoa. You see the picture? Yeah. Look at that. Holy hell. Wow, man. Whew. Yeah, that's Monsters of God. And then, um, and then, this. damn, dude, Monsters of God is heavy. That's how yeah. And then this, you know, <gasps> that's Frank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's that's when you transform as, as an actor. Yeah, yeah, it's like you become that. Well, as you mentioned earlier, there are some that just they play themselves, but it seems like you, you just evolve into that character and you become that character and yeah when 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 i see you from like let's say like going like from those from napoleon dynamite then you got like employee of the month it's 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 not like oh look it's Ephraim playing just being no it's two completely separate people characters you know like yeah. and I, I like that how like how you're pointing out now it's like you if put yourself immersed into character and it's just like though it takes a toll out of you because your hair turned white so that's crazy <laughs> but it goes to show your 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 de your dedication right. your devotion to the role that you're in yeah you um i'll, I'll work on two or three projects a year and it takes yeah. a while to really develop so i know i know there's actors who are like i worked on 10 movies a whole year i'm like congratulations you know i i, don't, I can't do that you know um and i'm grateful for, there's some movies that I want, I don't get. Some projects that that I get, I don't want. 
you know, there's certain yeah. things I won't do. Um, right. uh, uh, and it's okay. You know, I, I, you know, but every character I do play on film, um, or on stage, you're going to remember the work. So, yeah. Let me ask you, are you enjoying your, this dream, this journey that you've started since you were a little kid? I mean, have you, I mean, I'm tell I tell you this because I can entertain her. I still enjoy what I'm doing. I've gone through some shit. Yeah, but I think I'm doing my best work as far as do you do you feel like you like you've gone through a lot, too. And now you're doing stuff like you said, you can pick and choose and you can do whatever, you know. Yeah. Well, there's a there's a fortune in 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 being an artist. It's this it's there's duality. You know, what's the fortune and what's the unfortunate area? Uh, right. The fortunate area as an artist is that um, you really because of the practice we're really able to explore many different worlds. Like when you sing, you know, any song and any album of Depeche Mode, you really engulf that moment of whatever, wherever they were at, at that time. And it's, it's so very um, uh, entertaining to see. Uh, right. So, so, you know, now that the, that's the, the, the artist, but the balance is, Finding a way as I get older is finding myself in life. You know, how do I manage my work as an artist? And how do I manage myself as a man in life? And right. you have a certain responsibility to that. There's the, you're, you're held accountable to, to what you give out there and what you give to yourself in return. Um, so it's funny. I, I, you know, I, again, when I say these words, I think about get the balance right. <laughs> uh, exactly, bro. <laughs> it truly is. You know, that, you, know uh, um, you really, you know, people are people. Uh, so, uh, and, you know, because it's just a question of time. Sometimes it is. So. No, but no, you're right. You know, you can go on and on. But no, you're, you're, you're so right about like, you know, just life. You know, you, you, yeah, you it's live a new life. You, it's a new life. You know, you got it. You got to, you know, did you do live streaming? During the time, did you do like interviews during the pandemic when we were in lockdown? Did well, you experience uh, more uh, of that? Like, it doesn't matter if this all shatters, nothing comes forever. So, um, yeah, los de Peshmon, muchas canciones. I mean, like, we're going on. Um, but during the pandemic, you know, I did some table reads with other actors through Zoom. Uh, during the pandemic, there were certain actors, young actors who I coached. And they were working all over the world. Um, I still, I, you know, I would talk to actors at the, you know, at the schools. But because schools were happening on Zoom now, I would do that. See, I, I still do. Yeah. That. You know, um, I got a voiceover uh, booth set up here, so I still oh, do cartoons nice. and animation, um, and so I'm able to work from home, which is cool. That's uh, awesome. Uh, 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 so, but besides, you know, besides acting, I, you know, I write with with writers and producers. Uh, and we're writing a, uh, uh, I cannot tell you, <laughs> we're writing something. So, okay. yeah. Okay, good. Uh, you keep it. Yeah. 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 So, so, uh, but where I live, I live right by the Rose Bowl. So I'm able to go to the mountain. Nice. I go to the Descanso Gardens. I go to uh, Griffith Park and I run, I'll go to the beach yeah. and I run, you know, my, my, four of my professors live here in LA. So when we, when I start to develop characters or talk about life, you know, it's, oh, and I have really a small circle of, people who are very dear to me. So, you know, in the end, we always want to live in absolute truth, no matter how difficult and how hard it can be, you know, because that's 
the essence of of it all. If you don't have yeah. that, then then I mean, now I'm, as I'm talking to you, now I'm thinking about the album Ultra, right? <laughs> um, Ultra, David Gaunt was in a period of time of 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 having a, an awakening, you know, and it was his yeah. team who woke him up, like, "Yo, dude, what are you doing?" So and 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 then then came Exciter, and and then that was the. I mean, it really is an influence to reality, to life and death, and a question of of who you are and who you identify uh, with so so that you can live a really fulfilling good life yeah yeah and you know you're you know that's really beautiful beautifully said and you know dave gone is also evolved he's got now dave gone and soul savers and it's covers of his yeah. favorite songs you know and people should check that out people like and then a lot of people i mean depeche mode yeah it's depeche mode but this is dave gone and like, we have to respect that i mean the guy is gonna be 60s you know wow. yeah but i want another depeche mode up <laughs> no, I, I, I do too but you know Give me what depeche. but but you, you gotta understand when you hear these songs you gotta yeah. be in the mode like i've been listening to that with my walks so you got it's called imposter it's a new album with dave gone soul savers you, if you want to see live there's a youtube he just played in berlin oh, and wow. you can see it yeah nicely and surround sound really nice you can see up close clips of the band and you see dave gone like age like just fine wine and you know what it's fine and you know what i'm good if he doesn't want gonna get back with martin gordon I'm good with that too, bro. Really, you would be okay with I'm, no more Depeche. Like you know, their last I, album was the what? I can't remember what it's called no, right now. I, I it wasn't sing, that good. I'm sorry. No, no, but I sing and breathe it. I understand what it takes for David. Yeah, to do the I guess shows. it's different for you because you, you I, live I, it basically. Well, I understand. Like you said, you're an actor. You kind of know you get into the, the skin of it. So I understand it takes a lot. And he's even said himself. I mean, he, I'm pretty sure these four shows that he did. But he was pretty tired. You can tell he was from the yeah. beginning. He was fired up, and I can tell just by listening to his voice because I, I just, I'm just, a, I listen to him. I can tell he was nervous because it was live. He was already like tired. It was cold, and his it was raspy, but it sounded good because these songs are rock. It, it sounds, it's, it, should, it shouldn't sound like Depeche Mode, like very clean quantized. I've got to get to you first. No, and now it's more. Now it's more like. Yeah, you know that kind of Elvis. So you know that it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying that raspy. Uh, you know that's cool, man. So it's like I feel you because it was like he was going down that bluesy route with that song, and it's kind of where he went with with him yeah, being a solo act. Yeah, they love blues. They've always loved blues. Yeah, but they, Dave is you know, but yeah. You know. So, Ephraim, what's your go-to Depeche Mode album? There you go. It all depends on the character I'm playing next. Oh really? Okay, so yeah. so it, so let, just like choose whichever characters like from. Okay. I'll just say the 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 three like from Pedro. What would be his favorite Depeche Mode album? I, look, you know, and, look, and then okay. Right, right. Just by that question alone, I could tell you. Um, for Employee of the Month, it would be Speak and Spell. Oh, <laughs> right uh, on. Why, why do you have like reasons why? Yeah, because everything's so new, and he's like, what? Huh? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome, yeah. man. Everything yeah. was always a new life, new life. <laughs> oh man, okay. Uh, that was uh, great. Uh, gosh, jeez, uh, it's it's hard to find Pedro's album for Depeche Mode. That's that's hard. Um, you think Sons of Faith of Devotion, maybe? <laughs> no, I got it. Con okay, in time again. Ooh, damn! Did you think I was gonna say that? Yeah, of course, because. He had to rebuild himself. He left Mexico to go to a place yeah. that he didn't right, know. Right. And he had to like 
you know, there's a fly on the windscreen, man. Come on. You know, you can. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> you're like, you're like, this guy's ah, dedicated. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, 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 black celebration for, for Crank. Uh, wait, well, technically it's two. So it would be because you're, you're, you're twins in the movie. So would they both be black celebration or uh, the first from the black first film? Celebration. And then the second, <laughs> yeah, black, and then the other one's celebration. Yeah, that's true, <laughs> right? One is celebration, and one celebration, right? There so you go. Our first twin would be the Kalo guy. He'd be the celebration because he's so soft. Yeah, okay. and then and then the and then the twin he comes in. He's like in your face. Like, mm, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, Jeez. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. I love but, it. Um, that's awesome. Uh, I can't. The, it's funny we talk about something you never. That literally is the show that I'm working on. I can tell you this about the show I'm working on. It takes place in the future. So oh. um, so you think about something of the universe. So you got to listen to it. You got to really listen to it. And then it really takes you somewhere. And you go, oh, I never thought of that. It's kind of like, um, who does that? Uh, Trent Reznor does that really well with his albums. And so does um, a Radiohead. You know? Yeah. New York. He, they, they really know how to go on another level, you know, and it takes, it, it really, it, it, you have to really sit with it as an artist to explore something that's, 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 that's hard to express. And the minute you do that, um, it becomes, you start to look at things with a curious eye. So, yeah. um, you know, I think for the listener too, like you were saying, like, the, like those artists who put on those crazy, you know, the, who, do a different layer of music and it's it all depends on what you you've been listening to your 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 brain and what you've been listening to what you've yeah. been exposed to and if you capture it you're able it's beautiful that you're able some people just don't listen to that they don't hear it. they're like ah that's boring that's i don't understand it and i'm like wow open your mind a little sure. you know or yeah. you know and i think people you know the mind you have to just let loose you know it's like everything's so instant we live such in an instant world that, that we don't we don't appreciate a four minute song. I want to hear what's going to happen in ten seconds, fifteen well, seconds. Well, well, yeah. I, I got to be the devil's advocate for that because remember when in the eighties how we were living our lives, eighties and nineties, and people who grew up in the sixties and seventies said they lived their lives so instantaneously. What did they know? Right. Well, and it's the truth. The, the, the truth of the matter is is that well, as long as they can appreci appreciate the right now without technology because that is where the essence of life begins yeah i think it's yeah i, I believe that i mean we live in such a i mean i try to dictate detach myself from these devices and have a walk and listen to the birds and look at a tree and sometimes I just stand there and i look at everybody just looking down at the devices it's sad you know if you, like, if you see this guy's stories he's always just walking all the time he posts himself uh, just going out walking around hollywood melrose like he's yeah, all about and, the walks yeah and people hey go get some natural vitamin d you know look yeah. at, i mean technically yeah. he's on the phone you know, no technology you know, but, i put it down but right, then i enjoy it he's, he's just letting people know hey look at where i am now i'm gonna put the phone down he's getting his vitamin d m uh, yeah, oh, 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 oh,
walking by death's door. Ah. Walking <laughs> in my shoes. Yeah. Walking in my shoes. Oh my god! Okay, all right. So this is okay. What we do this is where we do the rapid fire question. All right, so you guys can ask me rapid fire questions. Or you have ten, and you have ten, and I gotta okay. quickly answer them. Okay, okay. sounds rapid good. Questions. Okay. All right. Well, so, well so, okay. so that means once that's done, I get to ask you guys five questions, rapid fire questions, and you cannot think. You have like ten seconds to answer the questions. Oh my so, god. Okay. Ready? Okay. I, yeah. I, I, right now, I don't even know what the hell's gonna happen, but this is um. Who goes? All right. Ready? Honest. Okay. One, two, three. All right, you go first. Oh wait. Okay. Here goes. Oh. All right. Wait. All right. Wait. Who's going first? Ready or me? First. Uh, oh, I ask you. Okay. Yeah. Well, go ahead. You oh, rapid. Okay. Go, okay. You guys, uh, let me, you have to answer. Ready? Go. ¿Te gustan los burritos? ¿Los qué? ¿Te gustan los burritos? Oh, pues claro que sí. ¿Cómo que no? ¿Cómo, okay. ¿Cómo que no? Este, ¿qué color es tu burrito? Azul. Este, ¿tienes canzones? <laughs> a, a ver, ahorita, a ver. Sí. <laughs> ok. Este, yeah, oh, my God. Este, ¿qué estás escuchando en tu iPad? Uh, uh, smooth operator. Okay. <laughs> oh my God! Este, did you buy all your Christmas gifts? No, I barely started. Have, oh, you visit, have you visited your mother? No, she's mad at me because I haven't. <laughs> Are you gonna make it up for her? Uh, uh yeah. Okay, yeah, I will. Good answer. I, I, good I, answer. I, I think you got two more, good. Freddie. I think I don't know. Two more. Oh my God! Este, este. What other song of the Depeche do you like? Name it. I love it. Okay, todas. Este, do you like Devotional? No, I love them. Okay, I love. Ah, ah, mira, está tan tan. Ya se acabó. All right, cool. Ready? All right, you got your question. Ready? Go. Yeah. Okay. Go. Do you wish you had a sequel to Napoleon Dynamite, like the college years? I, I've signed an NDA. I can't say anything about that. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, who did you play in the Revenge of the Nerds? What was your character going to be? Uh, oh, I could I could say that. Um, I played the, the foreign exchange student, but rather than being a British student who played the violin, I played a Spaniard gypsy who did magic. And my and my rabbit's name was Flavio. All right. Uh, what instruments do you play, if any? Um, harmonica, guitar, violin, and I'm learning how to play piano. Is Spanish your first language? Uh, it was Spanglish. I mean, I learned I learned English, so yeah. you know. But so my parents, you know, made my brother and me live with my grandparents for two years, and it was it was chiquilladas, um, um, sábado gigante, siempre en domingo, and and, and sábado gigante, of course, bro. <laughs> yeah, oh, 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 and el chavo del ocho. Yeah, el chavo. <laughs> who, who didn't want to marry La Chilindrina? Don Ramon. <laughs> yeah, oh, Don Ramon. Ramon. Yeah, I, I hated him. He was scary. Love, That's my dad. Right? <laughs> that so All right. All right. Go on. Um, Christ, I had one. Uh, oh, uh, um, have you ever been in a fight? Yeah, dude. I've got my ass kicked. I kissed. I, I want to say kick. Oh, you kiss somebody? Yeah, hey, that works. Hey, sometimes. Hey, if you don't want to fight, I'm a lover, not uh, a fight. I'm uh, uh, I'm a black belt in martial arts, taekwondo. So um, when you're when you're testing for your black belt. You have to fight two other black belts, and then I had to fight a guy six feet tall who Ooh. really kicked my he really kicked my ass too. So um, and I grew up with brothers, so it's like every single day we would fight. 
we would fight. So, so I mean, the bad thing is we would destroy shit in the house. So the good thing is, because we lived in the hood, it's like, you know, we, we, we people weren't, if they want to mess with you, you're going to get in a fight. And you're like, whatever, right. dude, because, yeah. because you have to get through the day, no matter what, you, can, you know, it's not about, it's not about like, oh, you're being a pussy. No, it's not about that. It really right. is about like, you win some, I, I just, you I lose want, some. Yeah. Yeah. We got to move on with our lives. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Go on. All right. Have you ever gotten the fear while while filming a scene? The fear being your stomach got bubbly and you're like, oi, while you're filming. Or on stage, since you've been on, you know, on stage doing plays. Okay. I did a play called it was called Cheaters. And there was a moment when when I'm like with my 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 fiance and and there's like a really love scene whatsoever. So you know, normally, like she, uh, you know, she's on the bed and whatever, and I kiss her and I kind of romanticize her and whatever, and say how we're gonna get married. Um, but instead, one night, she took me, threw me on the bed, and and she kissed me, and and I and I I, I didn't know what the hell was up anymore. <laughs> Everybody was laughing because it was there because of what was going on in circumstances, but like I didn't know what to do. I was like, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. so. So that happens, you know, sometimes you, uh, um, uh, 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 you're doing, you're in the middle of a take whatsoever and they go action and you're like, what's my line? Yeah. Cause there's so much in the moment. Our job mm-hmm. as actors is to forget everything so that I could live in the moment and whatever happens, yeah. whatever, whatever happens is going to be a reaction and a response to whatever the other person has said and done. So, okay. Go right, on. Perfect. All right. Uh, was there any roles that you turned down that you regret? No. No. Okay. Was uh, there? Wait, 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 wait. Oh. Uh, no, there was, there was too much nudity in that. I couldn't do it. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Now, was there was there a role that you you wanted so badly but was passed? You were passed on. Yeah, there are two projects. Um. Could you say or no? Oh. And does that count as a question for me? <laughs> I know, I know, right? But I don't know if I could. Um, okay. Uh, okay. All I can say is this. Okay. Um, I can't even okay. That. It was the. Just think about the greatest, the greatest conflict in the time of Mexico. And, and I was mm. going to play an icon and, oh. and, and Javier Bardem was gonna play another icon, and right. it was him and me. And I at first said, ah. "You want me to play who?" I said to the studio, they go, "No, mom, no, 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 wow. I can't do that." They kept on calling me back over and over and over. That's and then incredible. I go, I, "Yeah, no." And then they had me take on another role. Then they had me come back, so I had to do it in 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 English, Spanish, and Nahuatl. So wow. So when I went in, I go, "You want me to play who?" And they go, "Okay." And I, and, and I learned that, that new language and I was doing all my scenes in that new language and, and to play this iconic Amazing. individual from yeah. Mexico to fight the Spaniards. So, and I was like, right. I, I was like, this good? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but. But the reason the, the reason why is because creatively I, I talked to the director about where it was and what it did to me and and all everything, even for the wardrobe. 
And then the pandemic hit, and then, wow, so, and then now so there's that. And then the the latest one is the. Can I? I can say this. I can say this. It's a it's a project with. Wait wait wait. Let me think about it. Okay, I can say this. Okay, so it's a project with Nicolas Cage, um, and he's playing Dracula. And I, and oh, and I, and I, 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 I know, I know exactly what was, on that one. Oh, like, I, yeah, but, but caliente, caliente. Yeah, but it's, it's, not, it's okay. Maybe not this one, but la otra. La otra, yeah. One, as they always say, one door closes, another one opens. Sí, sí, sí. No, son tres, tres puertas y luego la otra se abre, güey. Ahora la puerta. All right. What okay. movie scared you as a kid? Like horror film that scared you as a kid? Okay, is that the last question? No, I got two. Well, th okay. this one, right. I only had two left, so this, okay, okay, okay. I have one after. You counted, wow. Uh, okay, no, it didn't. I didn't like, like, so I'm like, okay, okay. Uh, if it's my mom calling you, don't answer it. She's gonna go, how come he's talking to you guys and not me? So, uh, <laughs> okay, what well, the movie that I that that scared the 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 fucking burritos out of me? I gotta tell you the truth. Yeah, that to this day I don't even have that movie in this house. And to this day, because of that movie, I can't even say that because because of the the show that I'm doing next year. Um, huh? But nice. I can say I can say this um, was The Exorcist. Oh, okay. The Exorcist oh, yeah. because my I had an, I had a tia who did brujeria. Oh, oh Dios mio, dude! Oh. You and I, bro, they had me, right? Forget it, bro. Hey, we're dude. Oh. We're artists, so we gotta have family with brujeria. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, right? Diablos, uh, so um, <laughs> <laughs> um. So, so it was The Exorcist, and I don't to this day I don't have it in my house. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. It's a Linda Blair. I don't even know how Rick, how uh, uh, Rick, uh, some artist married her. I was like, God, man, imagine waking up in the morning. Ay, Dios mío, la... <laughs> Can you imagine bro? Rick Springfield. We talked I... about that. She was 15, I think, at the time. Yeah, dude. Wait, 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 stop. You're telling me that Rick Springfield married her? Yes, yeah, bro. and she was underage. Yeah, he's not gonna listen to uh Jesse's girl anymore. I know, <laughs> yeah, mira lo. He's scared. yeah, bro, that scared me too. Oh, dude, huh? Yeah, bro, okay, all right, that's why yeah, when he wants Blair. Jesse's girl, he's talking about you know the, the yeah, exorcist, the exorcist, Reagan, <laughs> Reagan, yeah, there you go. I was flying, I was doing a Comic Con, and then as I'm sitting down, right, and I hear um, my, you know, my flight being called, and then they go, yeah, uh, attention, Linda Blair. And I was like, Linda, oh. what? It turned out that she was supposed to fly with me to the Comic Con. Oh, oh my God. I, 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 oh. I, I panic. I wouldn't know what to do. Oh, dude, I, I, I would too, bro. <laughs> like, oh, I, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's gonna come get you. Maybe that's why one day you're gonna actually be in like a, a remake of The Exorcist. Uh, in the future. Uh, uh, no, no, no. Uh, hey, so, oh, okay. Hey. okay. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, you go on. You. All right. Go ahead. Last <laughs> question. Last question. Oh, I got the last one. You have you ever pooped your pants? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I asked that. I think you know. Hey, sometimes you that's, gotta. That's that's the one in, your, in the bag. You're like, fuck. I'm gonna throw that one in. Yeah. Last question. Yeah. That's the no, one in the I, bag. Uh, yeah. Have I ever pooped my pants? Okay. Where you got to the okay. point where you were, you had the fear. That's what it was. Okay. okay. Where, that's oh. what it. Where you're like, I gotta go bad to the okay. bathroom and. I, 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 no I, I like that. I like that. In uh, serio, I was working on a show down in Puerto Rico. 
And the name of the show was called East Burn and Down with Danny McBride and yeah. Ethan Alskin and Elizabeth um, Durazo. Like all these great actors, you know, Matthew McConaughey, Adam Scott, uh, Pena was in it. Um, so there, you know, if you don't, if you went down to Puerto Rico, there's um, Viejo San Juan, which is the capital, right? Right. When you go to Viejo, to Viejo San Juan, you got the two forts. They're kind of like big fortresses that would keep the pirates out. So in between the port fortresses, they had a little town, which is now called La Perla, but back then that's where they would keep the slaves. So down La Perla is really, um, it, it's not an affluent neighborhood. It's very dangerous. You know, the cartel mm. lived there. So okay. mind you, I go, I'm like, you know, when I'm not filming, I, you know, I run everywhere in Puerto Rico. The weather's beautiful, okay. the skokies, you know, which is the frogs. It's just great, you know, and everybody looks like my cousins. So <laughs> I go down and I'm going down this ramp and into La Perla and I see a tent and I see all these dudes and I'm like, oh, that's crew. When I get closer, right, and I go, hey, and I realize they have tables and on the tables are drugs like crazy. And I'm like, okay, so they surround me. This guy has a shotgun. Another guy has a knife. Another guy has a pinche machete. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, they, and they go, hey, oye, que tu quieras aquí? And I'm like, como te llama? And I'm like, um, uh, what? Oh, like, and I go, um. I'm with the uh with the production television you know uh and and oh. I knew that it was serious and I thought like you know because look I grew up in the hood so I get it but when you yeah when, you, when you're there and they don't know you dude and you're like, and then you know, plus, dude, no and then like, and then you couldn't say who you really were I mean because then you're like oh man oh shit I, yeah I'm they would have like they're gonna ransom uh, my the ass money yeah dinero este actor no you're gonna be yeah. famous on they, the television they're gonna go on the internet and put down everybody puts down you know, Efrain Ramirez, his net worth, and they find out how much money I have. I'm like, yeah, oh, forget it. Yes, so, um, um, so how did you save yourself? So it took the guy with the machete. He goes, ¿Sabe que tenemos aquí? Tenemos el presidente. And I looked at him, and I'm like, you tenemos Pedro Sanchez. Then the <laughs> and I thought like, oh, my God, dude. <laughs> so they did know who he was. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. I go, ¿Qué pasó, familia? <laughs> You know, hermanos, what this? They go, You know, Camilo, and I'm like, No, no, no. And they go, si, si ir solo. You know, está bien. And I'm like, Fuck, I'm man. like, Yeah. That's, yeah. And, and, and I'm like, Because it didn't really cross my mind, but it's, as I was like looking at mm -hmm. them, they were, they were like getting ready for war. I was like, Dude, I didn't realize how many weapons. Like, are you just getting an action <laughs> I was going, dude, there was so much drugs and so much wow. gun. God. And I was like, dude, wow. Do you guys know how to use this? Is there anybody have a flamethrower? <laughs> so I was walking to the set. And as as somebody from crew comes out, he goes in and the producers come out. They come out and they're looking at me like they're surprised. They're like, dude, what, what are you doing? I'm like, going to production. They go, stress here. So I finally go in there. And what happened is one of the crew members was murdered yesterday. I mean, the, oh, the day before, the day before, because what the he fuck? fight whatsoever, and he was somebody from Puerto Rico, and he was murdered. You know, oh, I, and I was shit. like, "Holy shit!" Bro. They don't fuck around with the day. They're like, "I don't like that guy." Hey, cortale. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I, and you know, it's like, it's, oh shoot, it's like 
you, 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 it becomes very surreal because at that very moment, you know that that is real. Yeah. So, bro, and, and try, yeah. Dude, so just, just by chance, bro, like you're lucky that that guy had seen that movie. Yeah. Because I mean, hell, that character saved your life. But imagine if, like, now, none of them have ever seen the movie. Would you be sitting here right now talking? Like, that's fucking scary, bro. Did you ever think about that? Like, okay, I got saved because this situation happened. But then, <laughs> what? How would I would have gotten out of that situation? You know what I'm saying? I, 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 I try to really talk about acting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, fuck it, dude. Hey, sometimes it's like, hey. Hey, aren't you the, hey, the, the devotional Dave? <laughs> Dude, I went to Sinaloa, bro, and Sonora during after the whole narco thing shootout, bro. They imagine touring during that time, bro. Shit. I saw some crazy shit too in the nightclubs. It's like, who owns this one? No, pues el chapo le gusta Depeche Mode. No digas eso, güey. <laughs> Well, it was the letter just can't get enough porque mucha mota just can't get enough. Your <laughs> <laughs> own personal time. Wow, bro. Okay, all right, ready? Okay. Let me ask you guys this. What happens after death? A new I'm life. Like... <laughs> A new life after life. I believe. Well, I, I mean, I'm, ho I'm hoping there is an afterlife, like, you know, a, a heaven or a hell, like, you know, when we find out. And we get the answers. But I don't know. I don't know. Why? Were we supposed to have... What, did we answer wrong? Or <laughs> You're looking at no. it like... <laughs> Santos, Santos takes it like it's, a, it's, whatever, it's whatever you want it to be, yeah. bro. Like, for yeah. me, I do believe there's something in afterlife. I do believe that because my life is a gift and that's just my belief. Yeah. You know? Everybody's got... Todos tienen su vida. Okay, here we go. Okay. Do you guys still get sleep paralysis? Oh hell yeah! Yep. Be better, be better be for another hour conversation next time. Um, yeah, because Let's do it. I can't even open that door yet. Because okay, yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's scary, bro. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you scary things. Um, oh shit! All right, next time. Have you guys met the Illuminati? Every day, um, I see it every day. <laughs> I, I, I mean, who knows? Maybe you know. I used to work at Disneyland, so possibly. <laughs> Fucking Mickey Mouse is like, oh, hey. <laughs> hey, something. Hey, me dice, hey, Freddy, no, cabrón, salte de aquí, de mi green room, cabrón. Vamos yeah, <laughs> I see like, hey, Freddy, sign right here. We I didn't believe in that. Man. I didn't believe in that motherfucker. That's like creepy. Yeah. It's like, oh shit. This is so funny. All right, next question. Do you guys own Martin Gore's LP? Of course. I, I just have it on. I don't own it, but I got them on my on my you know the downloaded album. I'm old. I'm old school. The counterfeit, right? Yo tengo todos los discos en vinyl. Todos. Oh yeah, todos. this guy has them. This guy's the, 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 the DJ over here. He anda viejo. Anda viejo. Yo tengo vinyl. <laughs> He's got an eight track of Depeche Mode. Yeah. <laughs> cartucho. Hey, mijo, tienes el del de, cartucho de Depeche. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. I just can't get enough. I just can't get it. And then it changes to the next track. I can't get enough. I just <laughs> this, is the, this is the most fun I've ever had in a podcast. I mean, I'm glad most podcasts I've done are, are, are fun. They're funny and they're good. But just with, with you guys, even even uh, I mean, it's like someone. But this is so funny because it's like I'm talking to my brothers. You know, <laughs> hey, right that's on, what the bro. show's about. Thank you so much. That's what yeah, 88 miles per hour. Yeah, it makes uh, us happy, bro. 
Okay. Were any of you guys over at the Beverly Center when Depeche Mode were signing autographs for those uh, for their for the new album? Was it was Presente? Presente? No, I was a little kid. I was not too young. I was. I was. He was. Violator? He was there. Was it Violator? Yes. Right. Yes, Violator. Yeah, bro. Violator. I was. I was. I was in West Hollywood at Westlake Studios recording my first demo. I heard Richard Blade on the radio. We took a break from our demo. We ran all the way to the to to. I lived all this shit, bro. We ran, and then our manager goes, "I better be back. I got, I'm thinking I'm paying for this shit." <laughs> so I was like, "I thought my name was way Wallace. I didn't love that bitch." And then, and then we ran, dude. By the time we got there, fucking helicopters and fucking the police, uh, dogs, police, and everything. La, like, la, oh, La Migra was there too. Hey, esos cabrones les gustan la pecha. Aquí están hey, todos. Hey, llévalos, güey. A México. Yeah, no. <laughs> Aquí están los de la personal Jesus. No, Ay. and then, and then, dude, I saw it was crazy, bro. People were running. People were hanging from the trees and shit. The fucking police. Yeah. The, the white gringo, the white gringo police. Yes, what's happening here? Oh my God, what's going on here? <laughs> what is this Depeche? What is this Depeche mode? And I, you know, Latinos. What are they doing here in Beverly? Yeah, uh, yeah, it was fucking know? L.A. The bro, fucking horse. Even the there. even the horses were tripping. I was like, fuck, we don't even come out for the fucking this shit. What's going on? <laughs> I've been, I've been. I, <laughs> I've been eating fucking grass all fucking day. <laughs> <laughs> Why not do some action? Oh, it's the pesh mode? Uh, <laughs> I like the pesh mode. I shake the disease. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, good memories, bro. Next question. Do you remember what kind of uh, voice message David Gunn left to Richard Blade when Richard Blade was trying to find him when he was doing a concert down in Argentina? Yes, he Dave I, called. Dave called him in the morning, and he said, "I remember what." But he did end up calling him. But I don't know exactly what he said. He either said "fuck you," or he said something funny because Dave was just very hilarious. Or he said, "I don't know. Can you maybe you can we recall?" Okay, that? so Depeche Mode was doing a concert down in Chile, and so and and Richard Blade was trying to call him and trying to reach him. They couldn't reach him whatsoever. And David gone called and said like, "Yo, he called him and he and he couldn't get Richard Blade." So, so he left a message. It was very funny. And then he called again, and and Richard Blade didn't answer. So he sang the song about about um trying to find Richard Blade on the phone, and he couldn't get him. Oh, that's right. Yes, yeah. yes, that's what it was. Yes, I'm trying his, to his, find Richard Blade. Yeah, yeah yes. Yeah. There's a recording <laughs> of that on YouTube somewhere. You can find that. See, hardcore dedication. Ah, dude. There you go. Songs uh, of faith and devotion. What? Okay. Um. Uh. 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 Uh.
when I leave to the afterlife, it would be enjoy the silence. Why that song, the words, I've lived the words, the melody, it's just a very beautiful song. And if that was the last song I had to pick out of all of them that I love, I would have to be that one. And then there you go. that was good, bro. <laughs> just by you saying that alone, I just saw you standing right next to David Gunn sitting on his chair dressed up as a king on some mountain full of snow. Yeah. <laughs> I told him he should for, do a photo for, shoot like that, man. Fumando un puro de sativa de pecho. <laughs> oh, I should come out with a line of the Peshmo joints, you know, it's Indica. It's like, this is the policy of Indica. <laughs> this is strange low. <laughs> so it's the strange low because it's in the, yeah, there you go, in the couch. Oh, higher love? That's the Sativa brand yeah, right there. This is the higher brand. love? Yes, yes. <laughs> happiest girl. You want the happiest girl? Wait, wait, yes. wait, hey. What the hybrid. Smile, the smile I do. There you go. Happiest. Hey, that me, that me, that me. the happiest girl. <laughs> and then the get the balance right. That one has to be the hybrid because yeah. it keeps you right there in the balance. You yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Ay, que payasos. Well, what a great. <laughs> but not tonight. <laughs> but not tonight. Yeah. That's a good one. That'll be yeah. a top seller, dude. I always end that song, bro. I didn't realize, like. I didn't realize how important that song, bro. Like, auto, I mean, I play them all. But if I don't play But Not Tonight, people just go crazy. They're like, hey, man, I heard you. Because we always change the set list. But But Not Tonight, man. It becomes the Beverly Center if they don't play. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Did you sing any second now? I, I can't remember if you did or not. Did. No, no. But that's one of the ones that I will be debuting next year. Uh, dude, I want to hear And Then. Do you guys ever play And Then? But that's another one. Ah, dude, I, I that. In la lista de Depeche. There's the other one, the uh, I Want You Now. Oh, right. yeah, we do that one. That yeah. one. Brian, yeah, Brian Soto sings that one. Yeah. We do them all, bro. We try to hit them all. There's so many. You got to yeah. do the landscape is changing. I want to yeah. hear that. I got that one. We're flexible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And flexible. Ya la tenemos lista para next year, cabrón. That'd be badass, bro. Para que no se burre el público de Depeche. <laughs> and you'll, you're obviously Ephraim will be there rocking out listening thanks a lot yeah you know, ese si le gustó mucho el Depeche le gustó mucho el Devotional yeah. <laughs> yeah and if you know if you get lucky you can see him at a, a Depeche Mode concert maybe in the bathroom too but yeah, just yeah, yeah. hey one photo that's it no hey, wait, come wait, isn't Devotional playing like like on Friday yeah bro you're invited yeah. I'm yeah. playing at the tonight at the Pasadena in Pasadena at the mix Friday there you go bro December Pasadena. 17th mm. Mm. Yeah. What the, 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 the doors open at nine and then the show is 10 30. Oh, the show is 10 30 and then we do 90 minutes, bro. We might even fucking do three hours. You never know, dude. <laughs> it's our fucking show. So I, I know. I, yeah, I'll, 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 let me find out, you know, with, with, um, with production and, and yeah. if I'm not working on a, a night shift whatsoever, then, then great. Cause I've been, I've been going to bed like at 5 a.m., getting home really late. I'm like, oh, and then you wake up and you're like, what day is it today? Uh, no, I, I bet. Yeah, no, okay. no, you're invited. Yeah, we'll do, you know, okay. we'll do a 1030 show and, yeah. you know, welcome. Uh, uh, I, <laughs> I, okay, uh, um, do I have any other questions? Uh, um, mm -hmm. um, ah, what would you like God to say to you when you meet him at the gates? That'll do, pig. That'll do. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that was cool 
There you go. Yeah. What about you, Freddie? Wow. What do you want God to say to you? You know, to me. You made it. You made it, mijo. The portate is bien. Welcome to the gates. And then I get to see everybody who I love. That's it. You know, you know God, 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 like, God, you know doesn't, God doesn't have to say much. No, it's para mirándolo. I will start with the boca abierta. What if God tells you? I don't want to start any blessings. That's reverse movement. He goes, yeah, I, I was like, hey, God, by the way, I would sing that whip. And no, no, I say, I, that was not my, I was not thinking about you. You know, I was, that was a song. That's not, I didn't write that. See, he said feria, he said feria, pero no, 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 it's, I didn't write that song. So, can you give me a pass? <laughs> like, hey, you know no, don't blame me. You know the funny thing? When I sing that song, because I'm so spiritual, I'm like, sorry, God, I got to sing this one. Okay. I, it's, it's. And then I sing it. <laughs> And then when I walk off stage and I don't get hit by lightning, it gave, God gave me a pass, bro. Hallelujah. What if he wants you to perform? God can be like, hey, my son, you know, Jesus, he loves you. Go, go put a concert on for everybody. No, no. I'll be surprised, Rob. Like, which one's your favorite, uh, God? Which one's yours? <laughs> hey, what, what would, there you go, Ephraim. What would God's favorite Depeche Mode album be? Imagine you, bugging. I mean, me gusta la de Boys hey, Go. Boys hey. Go. Let's go. <laughs> you got to, like, hey, work, hey, work hard is probably his favorite. You I was like, damn, God is really cool. He likes Boys Say Go. And you, you go that uh, back? Hey, yeah, me go. Boys Say Go. Yeah. Okay. You, okay. Oh my God. You, wow. you, I, I mean, I, I, I think they could look. And honestly, they, I look. I've, I've had family who have passed away too, so I know. And, and in the end, I would think like, what would they want for us to do when we're alive, while we're alive? And it's to really not only live our lives to the fullest, but to be absolutely honest and to explore the stuff that's unknown. And I'm sure. You know, Fred, it's like that, that your pop is looking down at you and he's very happy and excited of the fact that what you're doing is giving your artistic gift to as many people as possible, sharing something very, very beautiful and wonderful. And you're just talking to both of you guys like this. I, I only had 15 minutes. I'm like behind. But but just being with you guys and laughing with you guys and talking about the hood, talking about how how. Depeche Mode really has been such a strong influence and why it has been an influence, you know, and why we do what we do and, and how we lead with love, you know, because those are the most important factors that, 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 that we, we, we can hold on to until it's our time. So, yeah. you know, I, well, I just want, I want to thank you for joining yeah. us. Okay. I want to surprise Santos. And I just want to say this from the bottom of my heart that I'm glad today was the most happiest day and it's it's bittersweet but i found myself just look i was laughing um i wasn't really thinking about you know you know your mind kind of drifts into that the last days of your father but really you guys today thank you for this gift and i'm i'm glad our viewers i mean our viewers and our listeners can can probably just feel the love from the airwaves but seriously thank you for yeah. sharing you know, sharing your stories with us and yeah. us because that's how that's how the show is about, man. You know, we don't go by a script. I don't believe in. I mean, yeah, I believe in script. You have need a script. But no, no. This show is about just being free. We talk about our movies. You know, we're a fan of your work, yeah. uh, and, and I'm just, you know, the show is very important. So thank we're, you. So we're much very for raw. You know, like yeah. we, just, we just go in there. We're like, we know we're gonna talk about. Let's just say we're doing a movie. Hey, we're gonna do RoboCop. Let's just go in and talk about it. And wherever we go, left field, right field, don't matter. You know, and that's that's our show. We don't 
you know, we just, and that's how we are. We just like to have fun when the, when like you, a guest, we don't want to do an interview. We want to have a conversation and it, it just, it, it, we want to treat you like you are one of our friends that we've known for years. Cause then you get a better, you know, a conversation with the person and you get to just let them be free. They don't, doesn't feel, you know, and that's how we are. And then, you know, we just like to have fun and laugh, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, we, you know, we, we, you know, we touch on some deep topics, but you know, it's about yeah, laughing course. and have, like you said, you know, you, you, like you said about living the, re- the living the reality in front of you and what's happening now. So thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I've hit it with you guys where even though the podcast 88 miles, it literally was probably 88 minutes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, it was. So much yeah. fun, guys. You know, and thank you, so man. I'll, I'll know more by um, um by tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, thank um, you so much, man. And yeah, and let us know where you know uh, your fans and everybody can reach from around the world. You know, they can reach you uh, uh, as far as like your 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 movies and yeah, uh, yeah. the stuff that you're doing. Give your, out your give out YouTube. any of your information for the fans. Lo, lo, los links <laughs> through socials uh, or whatever. You know, it's, it's, la face. It's just it's just Instagram. You know, uh, I'm not really because I have three people who take care of all my social media stuff. Right. Oh, okay. Every, every once in a while, like for instance, when I went to the uh, um, uh, devotional when I saw you guys. You know, there are people who wanted to follow me, had questions. They go, yeah, sure. Ask me whatever, you know, just give me on Instagram and I'll go on it. So I'll go on it like every once in a while. But because I'm so involved with with the characters that I'm playing uh, and the new scripts that I'm reading uh, and my and so many other things that, you know, my assistant and I are really working with the studios trying to catch up. Uh, uh, but did I just bring up catching up with depression mode? What? Always, always, we can't, man. Always uh, got to bring it up, right? Uh, and locals. So, so, uh, uh, it, it, it really is trying to, um, um, develop, uh, 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 um, new stuff that I'm doing, uh, that, that when I do go back onto the social media, I forget what the world is like and, and, um, and try to see if I can help as many people as possible or just, you know, just be there. Um, no, that's good. That's, so, a, that's good that you do. I mean, people have to respect you're out there creating stuff. Social media says, say, Hey, this is what I'm doing. I'll be back. And that's it. You yeah, know? Yeah. yeah, there's, yeah. And you didn't mention something about in regards to the cameos, you know, people hire me for cameos, but instead of doing like, like 15 seconds going, Hey, happy birthday, whatever. You no, know, I really make them, I really make them into little movies, so that, oh, you know. So it's very personal. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah dude. It's it's. If you go on the cameo site and you look me up, you're gonna see all the visual effects, the green screen graphics, the sound graphics. Nice. You know, I really try to make it into a movie and make it very uniquely different, so that it will be memorable for the rest of your life. That's good. You're doing the extra effort of yeah. doing not just you know recording you know some of them you know you you really put something in and the fans appreciate it too so you know that's cool. That's awesome, man. I, I feel like I would do a cameo where it'd be like, "Hey, can you do it as Pedro?" and then just plug the podcast. <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> yeah, well, this this little guy. What is it? Is eighty eight miles it, per hour podcast? Yeah, yes. 88 miles per hour podcast. All right. Um, hello, this is Pedro Sanchez or something. You're watching the uh, 88 miles per hour podcast. <laughs> is that right? Is that right? You know, uh, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to shake the disease, but it's not helping. You know, um, maybe if I, if I get this thing, I'm coming home. 
Mother, are you waiting? Father, are you praying? <laughs> All right. Anyways, I love you, cabrones. Um, until next time. That was awesome, man. Awesome. Yeah, th thanks for coming on. And give us a Depeche Mode song to go out on. Oh, yeah. Dude, you, oh, it's yours. Oh, um, uh, it's uh, going to be the song of the week for this you gotta episode. Do it, really? You got to do it. Yeah, yes. song of the week for this episode. This is the song we're going out on. It's, it's by you. It, it, it's got to be um, Condemnation. Condemnation? Oh, that's a good one. I love it. Well, th thanks for joining us on, on the podcast with us, man. We, we hope to have you on again soon. So, all right, man. Well, take care once again. Thank you. All right, man. Thank you. Man. Bye, that was a Thank you. Thank you so much, bro. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, man. Seriously. Thank you. All right. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That was a fun treat right there oh, with Mr. Efren Ramirez. Or what I meant. Why did I say it like that? Efren. Híjole, you're so. What the fuck? It is, it is tan Los Angeles, too. It's, yeah. it's Efren Ramirez. Ramirez. There you go. It's Ramirez. No, you got to roll the R's. Ramirez. Ah, uh, you know what? I've always been bad with Efren. the R's. I know, me too. But I have, you you got to roll it. Oh, wait. I wonder if my wife is here. Love, are you here? Because I wanted to ask her about the, the brakes because you and I couldn't get it, right? So I think they're frenos. Frenos. Yeah, frenos. frenos so bro, for yes. our last episode yeah, with no, Robocop, yeah, <laughs> some frenos. I got a lot of like, emails on that. Hey, you fucked it up. Se llaman frenos, pendejo. It's like, but we love you, Freddy. We love you. I was like, yes, oh, I love you. Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, so there you go, ladies. Oh, for song of the week, ladies and gentlemen. It is off the what is it? Frenos, right? Breaks. Breaks. Yeah, there you go. So for song of the week, ladies and gentlemen, Efren gave us uh he said condemnation. That that is from the album Songs in Faith of Devotion that was released in 1993. So that is the song that we will be uh sharing with you guys. So yeah, so it's been fun talking to Efren Ramirez. He's giving us some insight of acting, talking about his life growing up, being Pedro, even giving us a shout out as Pedro to the podcast. But I think it's time we hop into our DeLorean and travel back to the future.
This has been a Brothers Bear Network production.